Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have are accurate names that kids have given things that they should be called. Okay. Okay, so... First one, his niece called a zoo, an aquarium a water zoo. <laughs> My daughter called a graveyard a people garden. She was only two. <laughs> I love that. I know. It's a people garden. It's so much better. <laughs> My coworker's granddaughter calls seagulls beach chickens. <laughs> My daughter was a toddler. She'd call tears panic water. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Wait until they call a rhinoceros a battle unicorn. I think I've heard that one before. Yeah. They have an amazing way of looking at the world. My granddaughter calls funerals heaven parties. Oh. That's cute. My cousin called a mechanic a car doctor. And I've never been the same since. (laughs) My daughter didn't know what the word for thirsty was, so she said she was water hungry. (laughs) My cousin didn't know how to tell me she had a dream, so she said, the story behind my eyes when I'm asleep. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) The story behind my eyes. (laughs) My daughter called a vending machine a food ATM once because she couldn't think of what it was really called. <laughs> food ATM. <laughs> My daughter called mosquitoes vampire bugs. Mm. That's great. That's what they should be called. Yes, they should. <laughs> My cousin calls the airport the plane station. Mm. My daughter called the zoo animal jail when she was five, and I've been fucked up about zoos ever since. <laughs> Well, that's what it is. It is. It's so sad. It is. My youngest son would call any pants that weren't shorts long sleeve pants. (laughs) That's great. I forgot to teach my kid what an owl was. He called them wood penguins. Wood penguins? They do kind of look like penguins a little. Yeah, I guess a little bit. My little sister heard crickets outside and was trying to describe it to me. She said, you know that noise when someone tells a joke and nobody laughs? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) Uh, The little kid that called a dragonfly a baby helicopter. Aww. That's cute. My son called an exclamation mark a loud period when he was in kindergarten. My son asked for a sandwich on raw toast. Bread. He meant bread. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My son calls cupcakes party muffins. Hey, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) My daughter would call churches Jesus stores. (laughs) That's funny. When I was pregnant, my daughter called my tummy the baby house. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. It is cute. My friend's uh, kids call hand sanitizer Hanitizer and it made complete sense. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. My daughter calls the grocery store the food maze. That's hilarious. Uh, ambulance is a boo boo truck. Oh. And leaves are tree feathers. Aww. <laughs> My daughter called humidity chunky air. <laughs> 
have to call it that from now on. The air's so chunky today. <laughs> it sucks. Oh my gosh, yeah. My daughter called gray light black. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. My son said uh, the Navy was made up of water sol- soldiers. My mind was blown. <laughs> water soldiers. <laughs> My kids called their robes pajama jackets. <laughs> My son calls beef jerky meat candy. Ew. <laughs> My son called lasagna pasta cake. <laughs> My son calls knuckles finger elbows. Oh. My daughter used to call butterflies beauty flies. Oh, that's cute. My niece brushes her hair into a bunny tail because her hair doesn't look like a pony's tail. Oh. (laughs) She must have short hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, My daughter calls tongs salad tweezers. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter called a parasailer a human kite. Yeah. 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 My son calls calls clouds sky ghosts. That's hard to say. Uh, burps are mouth farts. Took me forever to figure out that my toddler, what my toddler meant when he said I farted out of my mouth. Yeah. My granddaughter called condensation water dust. (laughs) (laughs) When our grandfather passed in May, my little cousin said he was now in his forever sleep. Oh. Yeah. My daughter's friend used to say one body instead of somebody. When she needed help. Can one body come give me some water, please? (laughs) A kid I knew called the previews at a movie the appetizers. (laughs) My son says chompsticks instead of chopsticks. And stunk instead of skunk. Well. Kind of accurate. Yeah. My seven-year-old niece calls French toast sticks syrup fries. (laughs) (laughs) My nephew called an octopus a snake turtle, and I haven't gotten over it. Snake turtle? It's accurate. It's very, like, I could see it being called that. Um, My daughter calls quesadillas a Spanish grilled cheese. (laughs) Uh, My kid called a jet ski a motorcycle boat. Yeah. Yeah. Someone someone commented motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) My nephew calls fire trucks water trucks, and it's way more accurate, I think. He's going Mm -hmm. to be a genius. Yeah. Cashews are smile peanuts. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter called her ankle her foot waist. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And my last one, one time I told my son I don't have money for something, and he told me to get some from the money box. He meant the ATM. (laughs) Yeah. That would be nice if you could just go get some. I really think that's what kids think sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure they do. Like, oh my gosh, I wish I had as much money as they think I have. Mm -hmm. That would be so nice. Those were mine for the beginning. Okay. So, I did... Um, these are supposed to be like ghost stories passed down through families. Okay. Number one, the deathbed. Hmm. My great grandmother's great grandmother 
was the eldest of eight children, and her bed was the deathbed of her father. At night, she would feel something grab at her legs, but when she'd look, there would be nothing there. Just yesterday, I was reading in that same bed, and I felt a yank on my right foot. What? I was home alone. Oh, my God. I freak out. Someone yanked on their... I wonder if they felt like a hand on it, or if it was just a yank. I don't know. It probably happens so fast that they don't even know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure it was one of those things where... It ha- you're right. It happened so fast that there was no like detail. Like you processing just you just it? know you were yanked. Oh my gosh, I'd still freak out. Number two, the screech Mayas. I have major issues with driving at night, especially on long roads surrounded by forests, because my aunt used to tell me a Swedish urban myth about screech Mayas. They're the spirits of abused women who come out of the woods and jump in front of cars to make the driver swerve and kill themselves. Oh my. Why would... Who told her that? Why would an aunt tell a kid that? I don't know. That's so mean. (laughs) Number three, the Duende's Curse. Duende's are dwarves from Latino folklore that cause mischief. My grandma's brother-in-law supposedly had a duende traveling with him. When you befriend a duende, they bring good luck. Whenever he gambled, he would win. However, he did something to upset the duende, and it made him sick. Duendes bring misfortune if you upset them. The doctors weren't able to find a cause, and he passed away, but a faith healer identified it as a duende's curse. Holy shit. So they could be your best friend or your worst enemy yes i wonder what he did to upset it i don't know weird could it be like one of those things where you just have no idea that you did anything wrong oh my god that would suck yeah number four the ghostly grip my great grandmother was very religious on the first anniversary of her death my relatives went to her home to mourn her that night my dad's uncle slept in the hallway since there were so many people staying over And he woke up suddenly to my great-grandma's voice calling his name. He felt someone grab his leg and pull him towards the stairs. He started screaming and my relatives came out in the hall, but they didn't see anything. Oh my god. Did they see him, like, sliding down the hall? I don't know. Didn't say. You think it grabbed the sleeping bag or something? Or did it say it grabbed his leg? Grabbed his leg and Mm. pulled him toward the stairs. If he was on, like, a blanket or a sleeping bag, he'd just slide down, or, like, Mm -hmm. down the hall. Yeah. Holy shit, that's so scary. Number five, the wave goodbye. When my dad was four years old, he went walking with his father outside. He stopped all of a sudden and said, I just saw Grandma. She was waving goodbye. Two minutes later, they got a call that my grandfather's mom had passed away. Aw. That's scary. Yeah. Number six, the dark magic farm. My parents are from the Dominican Republic, so stories of voodoo are common. One day, my father was walking home from school, and he heard shuffling coming from a nearby farm. When he turned to look, there was a man walking in the field with blood dripping from his mouth and a dead look in his eyes. Later, my father found out from the newspaper that the man had been reported missing for two weeks and that the coroner... coroner had confirmed his death four days earlier. My father still swears to this day that dark magic had a part in it. Oh my god. Yeah, that's creepy as fuck. Is he undead? 
I don't know. That's a, they do have that powder that does does that. The it's like they blow it in your face or something, and it it's like it turns you into oh, a zombie. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god, that's so creepy. Number seven, the bruises. My aunt told us that her husband used to wake up in the middle of the night because he'd hear footsteps or chains dragging on the floor. One night, he was fully awake and someone started choking him. He tried to fight them off, but there was nothing there. The next day, he had bruises on his throat. Holy shit. You need to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Number eight, the ghostly goodbye. My mom swears up and down that she woke up in the middle of the night and her first thought was, we need to call to check on my father-in-law. When she turned over to wake my dad up, there was my grandpa. He was just standing over my dad, looking at him while he slept. My mom screamed and he disappeared. Within a few minutes, my parents got a phone call from my grandma letting them know that my grandpa had just passed away. Oh my God. Number nine, the firefighter's toaster. My mom worked as a firefighter her entire life. While we were relaxing at home on one of her nights off, she went into cardiac arrest. The second her heart stopped beating, the toaster in the kitchen caught on fire. It was unplugged, turned off, and nothing was in it. She ended up being okay, but no one could tell us how or why that happened. Weird. Number 10, the clocks. My grandfather was a jeweler and specialized in watches and clocks. When he died, all of the timepieces in his house stopped at the hour of his death. Holy shit. What? That's creepy. That is. What the fuck would do that? I don't know. Maybe it's like a power surge or something. Did it say if he died in his house? Or just the clocks? It just said when he died. Hmm. Crazy. Number 11, the life-saving spirit. When my dad was a teenager, his bedroom was outside in a shed because, you know, teenage boys. (laughs) <laughs> One night, he woke up and looked out the window into the main house, and he saw his grandmother, who'd been dead for years, in the kitchen window. He freaked out and ran inside to see if it was really her. When he got in the kitchen, he looked out the window to his, sh- to his shed, and it was in flames. Whoa. It had somehow caught fire and completely burned down. What? Damn. <laughs> Number 12, the day trip to hell. My grandma had an uncle who went to hell. He was having open heart surgery and flatlined for a few minutes. He said he had an out-of-body experience and was falling down a long dark tunnel. It was unbearably hot. He said that he knew he was going to hell. He eventually landed, but a voice told him it wasn't his time. He was pulled up through a white tunnel and thrown back into his body. Holy shit. That's scary. That would suck. Yeah. And then knowing, you know, once you get back, what's waiting for you when you you do die? change your fucking life. Yeah, I wonder if he did. Yeah, that would be nice. I want to know, too. Yeah. (laughs) Number 13, the unfortunate purchase. My cousin's family lives in this literal mansion, but it was cheap. At first, they thought they just got lucky, but realized something must have happened there because the house deed changed hands quickly several times in a row. Since they moved in, they found a human handprint made of made out of ash on their wall. Their daughter was found talking to her closet, and they'll randomly hear loud screaming. They called a priest and he did an exorcism, but said that their basement is dangerous 
and to keep the door locked at all times if they want to be safe. That's creepy. Could you live in a house like that? No. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. No way. No way. Like, look at this giant mansion. It's so cheap. (laughs) I mean, why wouldn't that have crossed their minds when they found it? I don't. People are dumb. Some people don't think at all. And (laughs) how many times it changed hands? Yeah. I mean, those are like... Red flag. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Number 14, the cattle murders. My dad grew up on a farm that had cattle, and one morning they went out and found a cow had been killed. They couldn't find any animal tracks in the dirt, and it looked like it had been methodically cut open. This happened a few more times over the next couple of years. They had investigators come out to look at the cows, but no one was ever able to to determine who or what was killing them. Aliens? For sure. What else would it be? (laughs) Number 15, the Ouija board. Not long after my grandpa died, my aunt was at her friend's house and they decided to mess with the Ouija board. They made contact with my grandpa and according to my aunt and her friends, there was a knock at a window and when all three of them looked, they saw my grandpa in his deputy uniform waving from outside the window. Mm. Mm. Creepy. Number 16, the crawl space. When I was 10 years old, we lived in Bell Gardens... California. My sister would always run to my parents' room at night, crying, saying that she heard a man talking. The house was older and it, and had a crawl space under, under it. One night, we were all woken up by the sound of my dad screaming. He saw the man. The next day, a priest came to our house. It didn't help. The following weekend, my dad and his brothers went into the crawl space. They found a body wrapped in army blankets. What? They called the police and were not. we were not allowed back in our house for a week. We moved out of that house the following year. What? They found a dead body in their crossway. And the way they found it was it was showing himself. Yeah. Oh my God. That is insane. I got chills. <laughs> Ugh. Number 17, the mischievous spirit. My family has a spirit that has been a part of the women in my family, in my family's lives since my great grandma. The spirit steals stuff. Hey. Not anything particularly important, but things you want in the moment. If anyone in the family is missing (laughs) anything, we just say, okay, Sam, give it back, please. Whatever it is that you're looking for will be in the next place you look. That's so weird. I know. Gosh, could you imagine that ghost? Just so bored. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, this is is my one trick. I'm doing it. Then every time, all right, Sam, he's like, ah, gotcha. Here it is. That would be so horrible to die and then you come back and it's like, that's it. That's all you, that's what you're doing. Unless it was like the first time, every time, like for some reason he forgot. (laughs) So he did it all the time. Then that might be fun for him. Maybe. Number 18, the lucky illness. This isn't supernatural, just creepy to think about and obviously passed down for generations. My great-great-grandmother bought a ticket for the Titanic, but didn't end up going because she got sick. Without that illness, there's a good chance she would have died and I never would have been born. 
That is crazy to think about. Yeah. If she would have died, then like all her kids, grandkids, like that would not exist. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That is that is creepy to think about. Yeah, it is. Number 19, The Gray Lady. The house that my grandparents lived in during the 1950s was haunted. The spirit was called the Grey Lady. My dad remembers her tickling him when he was four years old. Uh, I went back to that house in 2013 and asked the owner if the Grey Lady was still there. He looked at me terrified and asked, how do you know about that? (laughs) Okay, ghosts, if you're listening, do not tickle children. No. That is just beyond creepy oh my god no i could not deal oh my god (laughs) number 20 the sausage maker i cannot stress enough that this is a true story because it sounds unbelievable my great great aunt was murdered by her husband he was a sausage maker he dissolved her body in a vat of lye the investigating detective found her wedding ring in the bottom of the vat the newspaper spread a rumor that he turned her into sausage and sales dropped across the con- <laughs> county for years. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's not. But oh my gosh. <laughs> the rumors that people start. <laughs> Number 21, the other Ouija board. My mom is the youngest of five, raised in a Catholic household. Two of her sisters, my aunts, found a Ouija board. They were playing around with it, asking harmless questions. Eventually, they asked the board who among them would be the first to die, which is a huge no-no. And the planchette said it would be their dad, my grandfather. Shortly after he was killed in an accident, it was very unexpected. Oh my, that's scary. Yes. Number 22, the imaginary friend. When my great-grandma was little, she had an imaginary friend who she said looked exactly like her. She told everyone that her name was Emily. Turns out she had an identical twin who died when they were two days old, whose name was Emily. Hmm. Number 23, the serial killer. Our scary story wasn't passed down for generations, nor is it paranormal, just freaky. It happened to my grandparents. They lived in Tallahassee at the time. My grandma was working as a waitress, and one night she noticed a man had been following her around. Well, he ended up following her all the way back to their house. She ran inside, terrified, and my grandpa went outside with his shotgun. The guy freaked out and took off. A week later, they said they saw him on the news, and that's when they realized the guy my grandpa had threatened with his shotgun was Ted Bundy. Whoa. That boy got around. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, this is my last one. Number 24, the sixth birthday. On my great-great-great-grandma's sixth birthday, she woke up in the middle of the night and went into the kitchen to get some water. Behind her, she heard a floorboard creak. She turned around and saw something run into the pantry. She finally shared that story recently, and we have heard from every woman in the family after that, including my mom, that they saw the exact same thing on their sixth birthday. It's blurry in my head, but I do remember going into the kitchen to get water in the middle of the night on my sixth birthday, and recently, the morning of my daughter's sixth birthday, she told everybody that she had a friend hiding in the kitchen. What? Weird. That's all I got. All right. Okay, so I have people's personal unsolved mysteries. 
The first one in fifth grade, a new girl joined our class. This wasn't a frequent thing because I'm from a very small and remote town. I remember distinctly her name was Johnny, but the other kids kept pronouncing her name like Joni. She had long, dark brown hair. She lived with her father, her stepmother, and her younger sister. She was at my school for maybe two weeks and just vanished. I never heard anything else from her, from or about her, and I'm the only person from school who remembers her. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Next one, when I was about nine, I went on vacation with my family to a seaside town in the next state over. None of us had ever been there before, and we were having a great time exploring the beach in the town. We stopped at an ice cream shop and were enjoying ourselves when my dad noticed a picture on the wall. It was my older brother and I enjoying ice cream in that same shop, only in this photo we were the same age, about three years old. My brother is four years older than me, so there is no way we could look the same age when I was three. The creepy part was that made us all certain it was us was that I have a very distinctive blonde streak in my dark hair as well as dimples, and so did this girl. The boy looked exactly like my brother at that age, too, also with, with very distinctive blonde hair and facial expressions. My parents even asked the employees working if they knew who's these, who these kids were, and no one had any info to give us. It definitely left us feeling shook. I wonder if, you know, how they say that, you know, that you're, you always have others. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's someone out there that looks like you. Yeah. But what's weird is that they were together in the photo. That is weird. And for both of them to look like this person's children, that is so, was so weird. Yeah. Uh, next one. One night before I was born, my dad was home alone while my mom was out of town with her sisters. At the time, he would picked up a few books at the library and was happy to just have some time to himself to read. The first night he was alone, he decided to read The Haunting of Hill House. He'd never read it before, and he distinctly remembers spending the whole night reading the book. He finished just as the sun came up and was reaching over to turn off the light next to his chair to go to bed when he suddenly woke up. As it turns out, it was actually in the middle of the night. He'd fallen asleep in the chair. A bit creeped out, he started picking up his things to go to bed, but he couldn't find the book. Eventually, he remembered that he lent the book to my uncle recently, so the book wasn't even in the house. When he read it for real a while later, it was exactly the same book he had read in his dream. He'd never been able to explain how he was able to read a book he had never even opened before. That is so creepy. That is creepy, but it's also, that would be kind of cool. That would be so nice. I could read so many more books than I do now. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend and I went to went to get Friday the 13th tattoos in downtown Chicago a few years ago. We waited in line for about eight hours. We were driving through nature preserves on our way home when to our left we saw a plane in the tree line. It wasn't moving, frozen in time and space. It was the size of your average plane you'd see at the airport. We both looked at each other in, in complete awe. My boyfriend turned left as soon as he could so we could try and find it. There was absolutely nothing there. We were just uh, were we just extremely tired after waiting so long that day, or was there something else going on? Who knows? Who freaking knows? Uh, one night while scrolling TikTok, I came across a video of a popular influencer talking about how she got an eye infection after someone spat on her at a club. I remember I remember thinking, weird how that would cause an infection, and moved on. The next night, I see her get ready with me video for going to a club. 
And then the next morning she posts how the previous night someone spat on her at a club last night and how it gave her an eye infection. I remember seeing that video clearly two days ahead of her posting it and a day ahead of the events actually happening. People have said she might have reposted, but I checked all the comments and no one said anything about a repost. And I saw the video before she actually went to the club. I'm convinced it was a glitch in the Matrix. Possibly. Next one, I was in sixth grade and going to my first ever homecoming dance. I was super excited and I picked a a beautiful pink sparkly dress that went down to my knees. I was getting ready on the night of homecoming and couldn't find the dress anywhere. It wasn't in my closet and my mom hadn't taken it. It was simply nowhere to be found. I had to borrow a dress from my sister to wear instead. Two months later, we found the dress neatly folded on my bathroom counter as if it had always been there. They've got a rude ghost. That is creepy. That is rude. I guess they didn't want her going or something. Mm -hmm. Well, she still went, though. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they didn't approve of the dress. Yeah, they just didn't like the dress. My parents bought a piano for me to play when I was younger, and it came with free lessons with a teacher at the store. The teacher came to our house twice and was generally kind and competent. Then he just never showed up for his his next lesson. When my mom called the store, they told her he had simply disappeared. He completely stopped coming into work, and when someone went to check on him, his house was completely empty. I've always wondered what happened to that guy. Must have been running from something. Well, that's what I wondered. I wonder what year this was because there at at one point it was extremely easy to disappear. Yeah. Um, which I mean, you know, depending on the what you when this happened, you know, it could easily have just been like, meh, I'm done with this life. I'm just gonna start a new one. <laughs> Next one. A few months ago, while I was cooking dinner, my husband walked through the back door like every day after work. I turned, looked right at him, asked him how his day was, and went back to cooking. He never answered me, and then I heard the door and saw him walk back outside. It was so strange. About 20 minutes later, he came back in, and confused, I asked why he left. He looked at me like I had two heads and said, what did you mean? I just got here. We went back and forth about it, because obviously I didn't believe him, but he swore up and down that this was his first time he had been home that day. It was the most unsettling experience because I know I saw him walk in. I'm not sure what happened, but I hope it never happens again. Well, see, that I can't stand it when people, when I say something to someone and they don't respond. Yeah. That's like one of my biggest pet peeves. So yeah. I probably would have started yelling or something because <laughs> they didn't answer me. Yeah. I wonder what would happen then. I don't know. And I I would like to know how long they were in the house before they turned around and left Mm. again because i mean if it was a long time or if it was like walked in ignored her and then walked right back out that's fucking weird (laughs) i don't know that is creepy as fuck though is that a doppelganger do we manifest things that we are expecting to happen because they happen every day maybe so weird Uh, One time I had a friend over at my house and we were in my room upstairs. He was sitting at the foot of my bed when I went downstairs to get something. I called his name from the bottom of the stairs, but there was no answer. I went back upstairs to my room and my bed was completely empty. I thought he was pulling a prank on me or was going to pop out and try to scare me. So I checked everywhere I thought he could be. In my closet, under the bed, 
I even checked the other rooms and bathrooms upstairs. There was no sign of him anywhere. Confused, I went downstairs to see if my mom had seen him, and as soon as I got to the bottom of the steps, I heard him calling my name and watched him exit my room. He said he heard my footsteps coming up the stairs, but they suddenly stopped and he didn't see me. To this day, we have no explanation for what actually happened. They walked into a portal when they got to the top of the stairs, and when they couldn't find find him, then she went back downstairs and went back through the portal. So, went upstairs, through the portal, in this other dimension place, walking around the upstairs, mm-hmm. did not see him sitting on the fucking bed. Yep. And then went back downstairs, through the portal again, and there he is. Yep. Solved it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so smart. We are. Like, why don't people call us? <laughs> okay, next one. My childhood friend was an only child who lived on a dead-end street in a neighborhood that was built in a marshy area of my city. Her parents were older and very serious people, certainly not the type to joke around. One night when we were 13, her parents went out to a holiday party in a nearby city. We watched a movie like usual, and for some reason we decided to, decided to go sit on her swing set in the backyard. We chatted for maybe an hour with our backs to the privacy fence behind us. Then we were interrupted by her dad's voice saying her name and calling and telling her to come over here. The thing is, the voice was coming from behind the fence. We ran inside and sat by the door for I don't know how long. She looked out the front window and their car wasn't there. This was before cell phones, so we couldn't call and ask if it was them. It was absolutely bone chilling because it was definitely her dad's voice, but he is absolutely not the joking kind of dad who would pull a prank like that. That is so scary. Well, see, I would be the one that'd be like, what? What are you doing back there? (laughs) Walk back there. And then get eaten. Yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. My ex-boyfriend, a sound technician, was building a library of sound effects, so we visited a brown site, an abandoned warehouse, near his parents' place, where we were staying for the weekend. I was reading a book on my phone in his car while he went to record birds inside the warehouse. Roughly 20 minutes later, I heard a muffled male voice asking, where are you? I looked over my shoulder, thinking it was my boyfriend. There was no one behind the car. Okay, I figured it must be tinnitus. I went back to reading the book, but the voice repeated the question louder and more urgent this time. This instantly almost made me crap myself. A repetitive phantom sound doesn't ever change its tone and volume. A shout stays a shout, a whisper stays a whisper, and the like. I was trying to recall if I ever heard it changing when the voice, sounding very panicked, shouted, Where are you? The voice sounded like it was coming from right behind me in the car. That was enough for me. I got out and dragged my boyfriend back to the car and we went back to his parents' house. I still can't figure out if it was tinnitus or not, but it sure was weird. That was not tinnitus. I'm sorry. No way. That's not... No, it doesn't sound like I've never heard of someone saying... Getting that mixed up with talking. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely not... A voice that you hear with tinnitus. Okay. I've always read other people's stories about how they see their family or friends in one place, only to have them appear elsewhere. I've always shrugged it off as their minds playing tricks until it happened to me. 
The other day, I was downstairs making dinner and went upstairs to get something and passed my daughter's room. I saw her laying down in her bed, watching something on her phone. I told her dinner was almost ready, but she just glanced at me and went back to her phone. When I made my way downstairs, I saw her laying on the living room couch. I asked her how long how she managed to get by me on the stairs without me noticing, and she said she'd been on the couch the whole time. She said she even saw me walk upstairs. I've convinced myself that my mind just manifested her in her bedroom because I see her there so often, but I distinctly remember rolling my eyes and thinking how she never responds when I passed by her. That's so weird. Doppelganger. It is. My mom's brother, my uncle, moved from the UK to Boston in the 70s and had not come back to the UK since. My mom had me in 1980 and had told me about my uncle a few times, but I had never met him in person. One day when I was about four years old, I stood in the living room, just grinding the ball of my foot into the carpet, the same kind of motion as if you are stubbing a cigarette out with your foot. My mom asked what I was doing, and I said, Uncle Dan coming. She played along, saying, that would be nice, wouldn't it? I just carried on grinding my foot and said again, Uncle Dan coming. My mom thought it was weird, but moved on with her day. Later that day, my granddad went to the post office and felt a tap on his shoulder while he was waiting at the counter. He turned around, and my uncle stood behind him. My uncle had planned on surprising him with a visit and hadn't told anyone in the UK that he was coming over because he wanted to surprise the whole family. My mom never could explain how I knew my uncle, who I'd never met and who hadn't been home in about 12 years, was arriving that day. Weird. Very. Next one, I was driving home from the store one night when I turned onto the streets on campus and came to a four-way stop by one of the little cafes. I saw movement on the street in front of me and waited to see if someone was trying to cross the street or something. All of a sudden, this thing stepped out from between a couple of parked cars. It was about the size of a, of a small cougar, but it was hairless and walking on two legs. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> so creepy. Its legs were wrong. It stood for a moment and stared at me before lopping down the street in the opposite direction. I got out of there and tried not to drive anywhere after dark after that. I'm still not sure what it was. I feel more comfortable assuming that it was a black bear with some kind of illness. We did have bears show up on campus on and off, but it was definitely hairless and up on two legs. <laughs> That's an alien. It's <laughs> creepy. Stop it with the animals walking on two legs. I agree. That should not be a thing. It should not. No, except maybe kangaroos. Well, they're supposed exactly. to. Exactly. <laughs> Next thing, we're going to hear a giraffe oh, somewhere no. walking on two legs. Holy shit. No. Okay, I was getting ready for bed and went to put away my sunglasses. They'd been on the dining room table with the bright turquoise case I keep them in that was in my purse. While they weren't on the table and my husband swore up and down, he didn't touch them, but he also remembered seeing them on the table. We searched everywhere, garbage cans, under beds, every room upstairs and down, including the basement, and after an hour, I gave up and went to bed. After about one o'clock in the morning, I woke up to my cat tearing around upstairs, running back and forth between my room and my son's. I turned on the light to my son's room to see if there was a bug she was chasing or something. 
and on the floor at the end of his bed were my sunglasses inside their case. I still have no clue how they ended up there. In the grand scheme of things, it's a small glitch in the Matrix, but I love telling this story. Their kid probably got him and was playing with him or something. Maybe. Uh, next one. One year at Christmas, most of the family was gathered in the kitchen making to-go plates. The others were in the living room, but it was an open floor plan, so everyone was still together talking and laughing and all that. Then suddenly, the spice rack, which nobody was close to, detached itself from the wall and floated about three inches away. It hovered there for a solid ten seconds, then tipped over and crashed onto the counter with spice bottles rolling everywhere. We all stood there in silence for a while, trying to absorb what we had just witnessed. Then someone said, that was weird, and we all nervously laughed and continued with what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody knew what else to say. We still talk about it, even though it was almost 16 years ago. It was my house. I had built it. There was no previous owners or dark history, but it was the first of many paranormal experiences to come. That was just plain rude. Yeah. They did not like their spices. I guess not. Next one, my sophomore year of college, I lived with my best friend in the dorms. One day, she was about to take a shower, and because she had, because we had a communal bathroom, we had to take a key to get into the shower room. I saw her pick up the key, but I waited, but I wanted to show her something on my phone and watched her put the key on her desk. When she turned back around to get it again, it was completely gone. We couldn't find it anywhere. Then, we were moving out, she pulled a box down from the top shelf of our closet, and we found the key nestled underneath the box. There's genuinely no way it could have gotten there. She lost a friend not too long before all this, and we like to think it was her ghost messing with us. What? And that kind of stuff happens all the time, too. It's like, you have something, and then it disappears, and it's found someplace there's no way it could be found that's so weird what and how do you process that i mean that's something that you just have to let go yeah because there's no answer yeah crazy one day i came home from work and instead of going on buzzfeed or watching netflix i snuggled up with my dog pet him and decided to take him on our favorite walk i literally fell asleep with him on top of me that night i woke up the next morning and couldn't find him anywhere I called my parents, who lived practically next door, in a panic. Apparently, while I'd been at work that day, they'd taken him to their house. They forgot to return him, and my dog had been with them all evening and night. So, what dog did I spend all that time with? Uh, What? I don't like that. Creepy. Doppelganger dog. Mm. One time in college, I was riding in the backseat of my friend's car. The car was packed, and we were driving down a suburban road an hour or two before midnight. All of a sudden, I noticed these green orbs floating in front of the windshield. It caught my attention because it seemed that they were accelerating at the same rate as the car. No one else in the car said anything, and so I assumed it was nothing. Moments later, though, the orbs suddenly halted and then zipped through the windshield over our heads and out the back of the car. Everyone in the car went deadly silent until one person said, Did anyone else see that? Hmm. I always felt that this was an alien encounter. Fast forward 10 years and I was telling this story to a classmate in my master's level psychology class. My professor overheard and then asked me to confirm the time and location. 
It happened in northern New Jersey in the early 2010s. He nodded and told me that he had studied the psychology of alien encounters and that he believed I definitely experienced something real and legitimate. I can't explain what happened, but the story still serves as a great icebreaker. Hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Next one, one day my fingernail broke, and I was very upset about it because it takes a long time for my fingernails to grow. So before I before taking a bath, I filed it down to a short nail. Anyway, I took a, sh- a bath, and when I got out of the shower, I deci- decided to file the rest of my nails to match. But when I looked at the previously broken nail, it was back to the same length it was before it broke. Like, huh? How is that possible? Weird. That is weird. Next one, my junior year of college, I lived in this old house. One night, my roommate was spending the night at her boyfriend's, so I was alone. I had the lights off and was laying in bed on my phone before going to sleep. I saw a streak of bright white light out of the corner of my eye. I figured it was my mind playing tricks on me, and I ignored it. Then it happened again, two or three more times. It was a streak of white light going from a few feet to my right, over my bed, and to the wall before vanishing. It was as if someone was moving a flashlight quick enough for the light to look like a line. Thoroughly freaked out, I threw the covers over my head and fell asleep that way. I listed all the possible explanations, but none of them fit. No roommate was in the room, no hanging lights, blinds were shut, so no... Not the headlights from passing cars. I still can't explain what I saw. Hmm. Weird. Next one, I used to have this evil eye ring that I loved and wore all the time. One day, I dropped it in my small one-bedroom apartment's bathroom. I never heard it fall. I searched for that ring for hours and again when I finally moved out. It was nowhere. It didn't fall in the toilet. It wasn't behind it. It wasn't underneath anything. It literally just disappeared. I think about it all the time and have no idea what happened or how it just vanished. Two years ago, in the dead of winter, I was home alone with my infant daughter. It was midday, I think, and I was watching a movie while she slept in my lap. We lived in a rented home that was built in 1929. The most of the interior finished work was original, including the doors leading to the two bedrooms and bath in the hallway. These doors were very thick and very heavy, requiring some force to open and close them. This particular day, like most days, I left our master bedroom door slightly open. As I was sitting in front in our front room watching the movie, our bedroom door suddenly slammed shut with enough force to elicit a fear response from our dogs. Like it closed with an attitude. If you ever seen someone rage slam a door closed, that's what it was like. I kind of just sat there in stunned silence for a few moments before getting up to check it out. When I did, I noticed that the lock hinge was secured, which takes a lot of force to close, like a lot more than a light gust of wind amount of force. None of it made any sense. There were no windows open since it was freezing outside, and general house settling didn't produce enough force to close one of these doors. In general, we had little spooky issues in the house, but this one genuinely disturbed me. I still can't think of how this event happened, and it's never happened since, so it's more likely just a fluke of physics beyond my comprehension, but I now leave the door open with a prop, so if it happens again, then I'll know for certain that there's some ghostly fuckery about. Mm. Oh, that was my last one. Okay. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay, witty wrap-up! My kids understand that the most important part of any five-minute chore is the 45 minutes they spend fighting over who's going to do it. (laughs) True. 
My son asked me if I even know what I'm doing, and honestly, I'm surprised it's taken him seven years to ask me this question. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> Parents make a big deal over their kid's first step and first tooth and first word, but why not when they first learn to whisper? Because they're still cute when they do that. It's always when they're little that they learn to whisper. If they learned to whisper when they were older and we wanted them to, that's when we would celebrate. <laughs> My daughter just told me she really wants to see this movie with Maya Hawke's dad. And I cannot get over how easy it is for these kids to make me feel like I'm a thousand <laughs> years old. Who's Maya Hawke? I don't know. Okay. I think that makes me feel all in itself. So <laughs> it works. My four-year-old four forgot the word microwave and called it a warm fridge instead. <laughs> That's cute. Go back to that one before. What? It, read it one more time. My daughter just told me she really wants to see this movie with Maya Hawke's dad. Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke's daughter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maya Hawke's dad? Who is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. That's funny, though. <laughs> my kid carries around an emotional support squash named Gary. Oh my How's God. your family doing? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Help your kid. <laughs> oh, my God. Welcome to parenthood. If you don't have applesauce or peanut butter on at least six surfaces in your home, they will be assigned to you shortly. <laughs> or syrup. Yes. That's a big one. My seven-year-old. Birthdays are fun because of pinatas, but they're also not fun because it's one year closer to being dead. Oh, God. Seven? Oh, my God. I know. Me, do you want more breakfast? Six-year-old, no, I'm full. I have a small tummy. Me, okay, that's fine. You can, six-year-old, not like you. Have a big tummy, huge. It's so big, not like my small one. Yours is so giant. Me, I said you can go now. Thanks. <laughs> I know, I, I got up from the couch. I, I no. Taryn was sitting on the couch. I was sitting in my chair. I get up to, like, do something. And she goes, big butt. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I was like, thanks. Like, she has any room to talk. I know. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? I mean, like, no context. No nothing. Just big butt. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Peyton knows better. I don't care how big he is. <laughs> the worst sound in the world for a parent is when a toy box filled with small toys gets dumped. It angers me right now just thinking of the sound. Oh, I remember that sound. Vividly. Hmm. Accidentally asked my co-worker if they needed to go potty before a meeting. <laughs> I have to find a new job now. <laughs> that is great. That's like, that's almost like when you're on the phone. You say, love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> Do you need to go potty before the meeting? <laughs> you better try. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just confirmed with some friends, living with a 
Living with nine and ten year olds is like having a full time, well, actually, Twitter reply guy in your house. I wish we were on Twitter. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, this is a picture one, but I'll explain it. Okay. He said, My six year old son completed this maze in record time, and it shows a maze, uh-huh. and you know how they give you the crayon, and you go. Yeah. Well, he. Put the crayon at start and went all the way around the edge to finish. <laughs> wow, work smarter, not harder. That's right. <laughs> 4 p.m. to 10 or 9.59 p.m. Okay. 12-year-old. I need some glitter, crayons, and poster board for school tomorrow. Oh, my God. I've been there. Yep. Ooh, you want to punch him, but you can't. Yes. Get in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I asked five-year-old if he learned anything at school today. He thought for a bit, then said, I learned if I kick Theo again, I need to make sure Mrs. Cobb isn't watching. Oh, shit. (laughs) He's not wrong. No, just don't get caught. I thought I was doing a good job raising my son until he told me he doesn't like cheese anymore. (laughs) You did something wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's very rude of my wife to not tell me our seven-year-old school dismissal time, for which both of us got multiple emails. <laughs> I like to think of myself as a nurturing and tolerant dad, yet even I'm surprised by the number of times each day I find myself thinking, please just shut the fuck up for five minutes. <laughs> it's true. It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Me, did you brush your teeth? Eight-year-old, I don't need to. Me, why not? Eight-year-old, yesterday I brushed them twice. Oh, that does not count. No. <laughs> not at all. I wish we could just catch up on them, though. That would be nice. Yeah, Just would brush be. them a few times a day, then not have to all week. That would be cool. Yeah. Doesn't work like that. No. <laughs> the best remedy for any kid's illness is to take them to a doctor and watch all the symptoms magically disappear right as the exam begins. (laughs) My kids are fighting because my 11-year-old filled my 6-year-old's Minecraft house with cats. There's like 100 cats in the house and she can't get rid of them. As a parent, I don't know how to handle this situation, lol. (laughs) That's funny. It shouldn't be called going to the beach with kids. It should be called transferring the beach to your house one car load at a time. <laughs> Just want to send a, send a quick get go fuck yourself to whoever taught my three-year-old the phrase, was that the best you can do? Oh my gosh. No one is as drunk with power as a toddler who just learned to use a spoon. Oh. <laughs> We were going to watch a TV show as a family, but my kids are watching other kids on YouTube watch TV with their families. Oh my god, that's so true. They watch them live their lives. I'll never forget the first time I walk in and ask Peyton what he's doing. He's sitting there on YouTube watching another kid play a video game. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Wasting my time. <laughs> Why? Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, they do that. So weird. It is weird. 
be like you coming over or going on YouTube watching me read a book or watch TV or something. Stupid. That would be so boring. Yes, it would. <laughs> I would not do that. No. <laughs> me neither. Hey, Jody, I'm going to take a nap. You want to watch? <laughs> I'll call you next time I take a nap. I can set up my camera for you. <laughs> Like, hey, Brandy, I'm going to read. <laughs> I'll set up my camera for you. <laughs> you sit here and watch me be completely still for hours on end. I would be like, is it good? What's going on? <laughs> Are you enjoying your book, Jen? <laughs> then I would kill. <laughs> you would be dead. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. My son's teacher just emailed all the parents to say she hoped we had a long, relaxing weekend, as if she doesn't know the kids have been home with us. <laughs> so, in other words, hope you guys got a babysitter for the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Might fuck around to donate stuff for a craft to my kids' class. Just some random filters, a fan, maybe some duct tape and an extension cord. I don't know. Just regular art stuff. <laughs> My sister, saying what name she has picked out for her baby, my 10-year-old, in no uncertain terms, telling her not to name her baby that, I met a horse with that name. (laughs) And that was all I got. All right. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Send in your stories, schoolsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group, rate, review, and subscribe. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.